Chapter 3, The Greatest Thief Who Ever Lived. Okay, I didn't want to say anything in front of that pompous get, exploded Amy. But that coach was awesome, and the journey here, crazy. This place is so weird. Where are we? A long way from home, said a gentle voice behind them. A small woman with huge green eyes had entered the hall. She was smiling at Amy's ill-timed outburst, but didn't seem quite her usual bubbly self. Emily, shouted Alfie, rushing to greet Caspian's administrator. He realized too late that he wasn't sure whether to hug her or shake hands, and ended up delivering an awkward combination of the two. Smooth, Amy whispered out of the corner of her mouth as she came over to introduce herself. Ooh, your poor face said Emily. Amy's left eye was swollen and her cheek was turning a nasty shade of purple. Come on, let's get you all fixed up. Alfie had hoped they would be taking the odd lift Caspian had used, but the route Emily took them on was even more interesting. He was amazed to see behind the scenes of Munnin and Bones' strange offices as they followed Emily down corridors high enough for a giant. His dad hobbled along, his arms around Alfie and Emily's shoulders as they passed small meeting rooms, grand halls, and an elegant ballroom. In one room, a very old little man on a tall rickety ladder on wheels skated between towering filing cabinets. A multi-level room nearby was full of chattering people tapping away on old-fashioned typewriters. Emily opened a huge door and they went outside briefly to cross a large internal courtyard. In the center was an enormous tree with hundreds of ravens nesting in its twisting branches. The birds cawed loudly down at them as they walked past. Alfie wished he had more eyes to take everything in as Emily led them into another wing of the building. He wondered just how big the whole place was. Each row of tall arched windows that lined the various corridors seemed to look out onto a different scene. Through the first, Alfie could see a night sky filled with swirling colored galaxies. The second looked out on a desert city, roofed with golden domes that shone in the sun. Through the third was a vast lake fed by dozens of roaring waterfalls. Amy ran ahead calling out what she could see. How is this possible? asked Alfie's dad as he hobbled along. Are we even in the same building we entered? Our offices are multi-dimensional, said Emily. A kind of hub between worlds. That's what makes them so secure. Alfie didn't even have time to be amazed at the revelation as she hurried them down yet another corridor. This one was lined with pillars carved with intertwining Norse patterns. Its windows looked out over what Alfie could only describe as a modern interpretation of a huge Viking city. Where on earth are we? He wondered. Phew, sorry about the long trek, but here we are, said Emily. This wing is part of Mr. Munnin's world. 
he's not around as usual. <laughs> Oops, forgot I said that. Shouldn't speak ill of the boss, but really, I wish he'd arrange cover for when he heads off on his long expeditions. I'm sure it's all very important, but it does rather leave us in the lurch when he ups and leaves, and it's not like I can even broach the subject with him. I remember when I first started here, and all I did was ask where... Uh, does she always talk like this? Amy whispered in Alfie's ear as Emily recounted the whole conversation in a single breath. He nodded. Can you believe that? Emily finished. On my first day here, too. Needless to say, I never mentioned paperclips ever again. Ooh, he's a stern one, is Mr. Munnan. Alfie had never met Caspian's business partner but couldn't imagine anyone being as prickly as Caspian Bone. Emily stopped and opened a burnished copper door. Alfie blinked against the brightness as they followed her through. They were in a large round room, constructed of white marble with a stained glass domed roof. A large tree grew from the center of the room and up through the center of the dome, where his canopy gently shaded the room from the sun. Tiny, colorful colorful birds the size of beads darted between the flowers that covered the vines climbing up around the tree. Emily motioned them to three reclined throne-like chairs. As Alfie settled into one of the seats, three tall women dressed in long robes silently entered the room. All three had white blonde hair, coiled up into plates. They took up positions by the chairs and laid out jars in bandages, then set to work rubbing salves and ointments onto bruises with long, slender fingers. As the doctor tended to Alfie, as the doctor tending to Alfie smoothed a thick green ointment over his bruised chest, he could feel the ache ebbing away and his breathing became less painful. Oh, That's amazing, said Alfie, as the bruising already seemed less vivid. What is that stuff? His dad and Amy seemed to be dozing off in their chairs as the doctors worked their magic. Oh, only the best treatment for our clients, smiled Emily. As Alfie's doctor finished bandaging his chest and rubbing strong scented oil onto his sprained wrist, Emily held out her hand. Come walk with me. Alfie clambered out of the chair and thanked the woman who had been treating him. She gave a graceful bow of her head in return. They have taken a vow of silence to enhance their powers of healing, said Emily as Alfie followed her from the room, leaving his dad and Amy sleeping. As the others are asleep, I thought we could talk. She led Alfie to a balcony that jutted out from the corridor. They sat on a stone bench looking out over the strange city. It was a few minutes before she spoke again. Was Ashford badly hurt? Emily's hands were clenched tightly together in her lap as she gazed straight ahead. When our ravens brought the message that the castle had been invaded, they said that he had been shot with an arrow. It went into his left shoulder. Alfie flinched as he remembered the sound the arrow had made as it struck bone. He felt sick. 
it was quite high up. I think, I, I think he'll be okay if they treat the wound. Emily bowed her head and flickered, inflicted an imaginary spot of dirt on her dress. She seemed to be holding back tears as she spoke about Ashford. Alfie realized that she had been putting on a brave face since they had arrived. He looked at her restless fingers and wondered if she thought of Ashford more as more than just a friend. Oh, treating him will be the last thing on their minds, she said in a quiet voice. They want the lens and won't let him rest until they have it. I don't know how they found him. Alfie remembered the blue light he had seen flickering around the tree when he returned from his flight on Artan. I think he had been using the portal, the one that opened in the oak. I saw him near it not long before they came through. Emily's face froze. I don't believe it. He went back into the realm? Why would he take such a stupid risk? You are very lucky that they didn't realize he had led them right to your talisman, she sighed. (sighs) Ashford has unusual skills, as I'm sure you have realized. Unfortunately, he is rash and impulsive. He made poor choices earlier in, in his life, using his gifts in a manner I am sure you would never dream of. Caspian told us he was a thief. The greatest that ever lived. Emily seemed to catch herself smiling and quickly adopted a disapproving expression. Of course, that's nothing to be proud of. His biggest mistake was trying to break into one of our vaults. He tried to break in here? What was he trying to steal? Asked Alfie. Nothing in particular. He did it for the challenge. It was amazing that he even managed to find a way here. Caspian wanted to see him imprisoned, but Mr. Munnan thought he could be useful. The choice of prison or working for the firm wasn't much of a decision for Ashford. He has retrieved many stolen items for our clients. So that's why Caspian doesn't seem to like him said Alfie, as everything began to drop into place. And Asher doesn't like Caspian because he was forced into working for him and because he caught him, the world's greatest thief caught in the act. I can tell you the atmosphere between those two was stormy at best when he was working here. Things certainly calmed down when he was sent to look after you. Oh, he didn't seem too pleased when he first moved in. Well, at first, but he could hardly let Caspian know. It, he ended up quite happy about it. Alfie wanted to ask more, but she looked on the verge of tears again. She took a long breath, then stood up. Oh, come on. Amy and your father will be awake by now. A plate of colorful fruits and jellies was sitting on Alfie's chair when they returned. Amy and his dad were already tucking into theirs. Best doctors ever, said Amy. The swelling around her eye had gone right down, and even under the thick layer of green ointment, he could see that it was less bruised. 
His dad was wriggling his bandaged foot around as though he'd only just discovered his ankles. Alfie was so exhausted, he barely took notice of the strange views from the windows as they followed Emily back to the coach house. As she turned the handle of the door to the entrance hall, she froze and quietly closed the door again. What is it? Alfie's dad whispered. Raised voices were coming from the hall. Emily pointed to two spy holes in the door. Alfie and Amy stood on their tiptoes to peer through. Caspian was talking to someone Alfie couldn't quite see. The solicitor was dressed more strangely than usual. Instead of his Victorian-style suit, he wore a black tunic embellished with dark gems, long boots, and a high-collared black cloak with delicate silver embroidery. A silver circlet rested on his raven black hair. I am grateful that you called us here to negotiate, said a woman's voice, but I am disappointed that you refuse to hand back what is rightfully mine, especially while we hold one of your own. Tell me, she stepped toward Caspian, what is his life worth to you? Alfie could see her in full now. She was tall, as tall as Caspian, and she wore a long sky blue dress that seemed to billow around her, even though no wind was blowing. On her head was a crown made of delicate strands of gold twisted around shining gems. The queen, whispered Emily. She's acting much more quickly than I thought. That's the queen? Alfie burst out as he caught a glimpse of her face. She's the one that shot Ashford. Emily said nothing, but Alfie felt a storm in her silence. We do not respond to threats, said Caspian coolly. Maybe not, but now that we are here, what is to stop us from taking it? Alfie held back a yell as the elves she had brought with her surrounded Caspian. He recognized three of them as Ashford's attackers. They're going to hurt Caspian. No, said Emily. They're not. Now come on. They don't know that you have the lens. We can't risk them seeing you here. Alfie and Amy remained glued to the spy holes as the elves closed in menacingly on Caspian. Looking nonplussed, he snapped his fingers. The suits of armor around the walls creaked to life and stepped down from their stands. I don't believe it, said Amy, as the empty suits marched towards the elves and grabbed their wrists. The screams were ear-piercing. Piercing. Iron! You would dare to use iron against us? screamed the queen as her retinue struggled uselessly against the armor. Shall we start again with a more civil discussion? said Caspian. The suits of armor released the elves and marched back to their positions against the wall. Come on, said Emily, grabbing the back of their pajamas and pulling them away from the spy holes. We need to get you home now. She led them through a different door 
and back into the coach house. Johan was waiting atop the coach, and another carriage stood next to his. It was green, with incredibly ornate silverwork trailing around the doors and roof. A driver that could have been Johan's twin brother was tending to the six pure white horses that pulled it. Alfie realized that it must have brought the elves from their realm. He remembered what Emily had said about the offices being multidimensional, and suddenly the huge variety of strange carriages in the coach house began to make sense to him. Quick, quick, I've locked the door from reception, but you need to get out of here, said Emily, hurrying them into Johan's coach. Alfie grabbed her arm before she closed the door. Emily, I know they don't like each other, but Caspian will try his hardest to get Ashford back, won't he? Emily grasped his hand reassuringly. He never does anything less, Alfie. The orc portal will be sealed when you return. Do not, however impatient you might feel, do not attempt to go through it. Alfie felt his dad grip his shoulders. He won't. It was much it was as much a command as a statement. <laughs>